fiesta colombiana entre tambores va la luna solitaria fiesta de la gaita mientras el mar recuerda el día Colombia in Indonesia is created and produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia with the main goal of discussing culture, trade, traditions and related topics between both countries. Welcome to a new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. This episode is going to be a little bit special and something different because of the knowledge that Juan Jose and I have uh, of Bogota. We have both have the chance to live for a, a long while in Bogota and we talk in this episode from our experience and not only from, from the information that we get about the place. So, uh, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about Bogota, the capital city of Colombia, which is a city 2,600 meters closer to the stars, as the slogan of the city goes. And it goes without saying that this is the slogan because Bogota is located 2,600 meters above sea level over the east uh, side of the Andes mountain range on the East Cordillera. Bogota is a multicultural, multi-ethnic, gastronomic, intellectual, spontaneous city, and much more. When you're in Bogota, it's hard to decide whether to wear a sunscreen and take out your sunglasses, or take a big coat and protect yourself from cold. Because weather, it's, it's very unpredictable in the city. It can start with a blue sky morning and then have rain in the afternoon and very cold nights. Or the other way around, where you will have cloudy skies in the morning afternoons with lots of sunshine and Uh, nights that are not so cold. But it's always important to wear sunscreen in Bogota because you're uh, at very high altitudes and UV rays hit you harder in these places. So please remember to wear sunscreen if you go to Bogota. Bogota is located in a region where there has always been life. Thousands of years ago, there was megafauna and there were mastodons walking on these lands. But You may wonder why Bogota, Colombia's largest city, is on the list of historic towns. The answer is that it is a city with a lot of history, a history that began with a Spanish settlement on indigenous land. As in the history of Boyacá, we discussed in the last chapter, in the last episode of this podcast, this is a Muisca region. What is now Funza, a district in Bogota, it was formerly Bacatá, one of the two most important settlements in the indigenous Colombian and Muisca world. And then, when the Spaniards arrived, this area became, just as Boyacá did, a region of two worlds, the Spanish world and the indigenous world. When they arrived here, they named it Santa Fe de Bogotá. They settled here because of its favorite climate, which is closer to the European climate. And in addition to the climate, also, they had two factors that made it an important settlement. The first one being that its proximity to the Magdalena River, the most important fluvial artery of Colombia that reaches the Caribbean coast. And this Magdalena River could be reached from the Bogota River. And the other factor was that the eastern hills, or the Cerros Orientales, as we call them in, in, in Spanish, worked as a natural barrier to invasion. And as I said before, Bogota became two things. The Spanish Bogota that settled between the 13th Street and Jimenez Avenue and the indigenous Bogota with a lot of indigenous settlements in the area. Of those settlements or cabildos, there are 14 remaining today and they continue to maintain their tradition, cultures and languages in this enormous city. That's right. So um, to summarize what, what, what Juan Jose was saying, Bogota what was before Bacata, the settlement for indigenous 
Muisca people uh, in the area. And it was a place that was strategically located for the Spaniards because of the weather that they had. You have to imagine if they were coming from the north coast of Colombia, all the way up to Bogota, they will encounter lots of hot and humid climate that was not what they were used to in Europe. So um, it's easy to understand why they like the, the climate in Bogota. And then uh, its proximity to the Magdalena River uh, that you can reach through the river that was in Bogota, right? So these two worlds, the indigenous and Spaniards, were, gave the perspective to the birth of the city. You could say that instead of being two different worlds, they were the father and the mother of Bogota. The mother would be its indigenous history. This perspective was one of water care since a large part of Bogota is the Paramo of Sumapaz. But we talk more about that later on. In addition to the care of water and nature, there was an ancestral and astronomical knowledge and knowledge that it's practiced still today. And on the other side, you have the father of Bogota that would be the Spaniards that taught Bogota the administrative side. The royal court of the Viceroyalty was installed in Santa Fe de Bogota. This entity was the one that administered the entire conquering campaign of the Viceroyalty. And it was from there that Bogota began to become the seat of power. That is why, even though we have talked in the past episodes about the different proclamations of, of independence in different regions of the country, the one that is celebrated at, as Colombian Independence Day is the 20th of July, which was the date on which the proclamation of independence was declared in Bogota back in 1810. All this happened at the beginning of the 19th century, and it was around that time that the intellectual voices of this new republic began to be heard. Voices such as that of Antonio Nariño, that unites enlightenment and the independence. Nariño was the first to translate the human rights from French to Spanish in Latin America. Another was Francisco José de Caldas, or as he is popularly known, El Sabio Caldas. He created the first astronomical observatory, our first contact with the stars and technology. Another important voice was the one of Policarpa Salavarrieta, or as we commonly know her, La Pola. He was one of the most important leaders of the campaign who helped the Granada army by being uh, a spy. Unfortunately, during the period of reconquest that was held by the Spanish, All these great minds were lost when they were executed by the Spaniards in the central square of Bogota. Those executions remained in our memory, and that is why in Bogota there is the neighborhood of the martyrs or martyrs in honor of those people who gave their lives for the independence of the country. And that is why this city is part of the network of historic towns declared cultural heritage, because it is a city of memory that wherever you walk, you will find pieces of history. Bogotá ceased to be called Santa Fe de Bogotá by Bolívar, who wanted to leave aside the Spanish name and focus more on the indigenous roots of the city. Since in independence, Bogotá began to grow on its own. Some of the first universities of the continent were founded there, and for this reason, Bogotá has always been a city of thought, and for a time, It was nicknamed as the Athens of South America. Great writers like Rafael Pombo and José Asunción Silva changed the way people spoke and created the Cachaco accent. And, it is, and, and with that Cachaco accent, the Bogotá culture was created, the Rolo culture as some call it. 
this Bogota Cachaca was located in the neighborhood of Santa Fe. The rest of neighborhoods that we know today in Bogota were just a walk because they were far away. At that time, for example, Chapinero was far away, and today some people say that Chapinero is in the center of the city. Nowadays, this culture ha hardly exists in, in most of the city, but that is why when you go to Bogota, you have to go to Santa Fe's neighborhood. That's right. There you can walk along the Carrera Decima from the National Museum to the Plaza de Bolívar. In this area, you can still experience the cachaca culture that revolves around Todd. You can walk up the 15th Street and find the small bookstores with a lot of books stacked on top of each other. And if you continue up the 15th Street, you can find the Gold Museum, where you can see the indigenous craft and goldsmith skills from pre-Columbian time. And it's fair to say that this is one of the most amazing experiences you can have when you go to Colombia. This museum is a beautiful place where you can see and learn a lot about history before the Spaniards came to Latin America and learn a lot about the cultures that were inhabiting uh, Colombia and other parts of the continent before the Spaniards came and took this land as, as theirs. And after visiting the Gold Museum, you can walk a few blocks out and you will find the Plaza de Universidad del Rosario or Rosario University, one of the oldest in Bogota. In this square, there are always people willing to debate politics, talk about talk about philosophy and discuss new advances in technology. Yeah, that's right. And I and actually there's really interesting people from all the ages. Well, mostly are, are old people. It's a mix between old people and the uh, young students from the university. And well, if the conversation gets too intense, then you can go and, and sit in the Café Pasaje, a café with a spirit of the early 20th century. But in my opinion, it is better to stay in the small square and buy a tintico or coffee from the street vendor who has a lot of different kinds of hot drinks. Once in the small square, you can walk along the beautiful Avenida Jiménez that can take you to the Universidad de los Andes or Los Andes University or to the Parque de los Periodistas or Journalists Park. And a few blocks south, you will find the Chorro de Quevedo or Quevedo's Fountain. In this historic square, you can taste the indigenous chicha, as it is a square where many indigenous people frequent, and there you will connect more with the indigenous history of Bogota. And also, you can hear their stories that are pretty amazing, and you can learn more about Bochica and Bachue, the gods of the Chipcha people or the Muiscas. And continuing south, you come across the historic center of La Candelaria, and that's the one that it's in the list as uh, historic centers declared cultural heritage. And this is because it is a street full of old houses, each one painted in a different color, and each one more beautiful than the next one. And when you walk these streets, you feel like you are back in the colonial era or in the, in the same area as we were trying to shout independence from the Spaniards. Yeah, that's right. You have to imagine this is one of the most beautiful places in Bogota because when you go there from the Plaza de Bolívar and you start going up the street, you will see a whole street going up full of colorful houses, uh, colonial houses. And in the end, you can see the mountains of Monserrate and Guadalupe, which are two of the peaks that you can find in the on the east mountains of Bogota. So you can imagine how people in the colonial times were living in that 
like kind of isolated place, but still with beautiful and amazing landscapes and scenery. You can still experience that today. And after you get um, enough of this beautiful landscape, what else can you do in the Candelaria, Jose? Well, the Candelaria is famous to have a graffiti tour. So it's uh, well, a tour that you go watching uh, a lot of different graffitis. And it's not like the typical graffiti with just a name tag. It's more like artistic pieces in the walls of some houses. And also this tour is quite fun because it's not only seeing the graffitis, but it's also uh, getting to know the history of the place. And also sometimes they tell you the scary stories of the ghosts that used to live there in that area. Also, as you have heard with all the recommendations we, we have given you, you can see that this area is one of culture and history. But in addition to the places we told you, you can also visit museums such as the Colonial Museum, the Mint or the Coin Museum, the Archaeological Museum, and many, many more. And all, most of them are within this area of the Santa Fe neighborhood. You can also go to see plays in the theaters of La Candelaria, the Open Air Theater, La Media Torta, El Goce Pagano, the Jorge Lierzer Gaitan Theater, and the Majestic Colon Theater, and well, many more. Bogota is a city where you can get lost walking in, this, in its streets because in every corner of every street you will find something new that you will want to stay and explore. It could be a, a bookstore or a cafe or a plaza or a theater or a movie theater or a museum or a park or a restaurant, even a university or a nice conversation with a real cachaco. Yeah, but that's only one part of Bogota and that's the historic center we were talking about. But that is only one part of Bogota because it, that's the Bogota that lies within the Santa Fe district, which is the one that it's declared a cultural center. However, Bogota is much more than this. As for example, um, you can go outside this location and f go to the Paramo de Sumapaz, the largest paramo in the world. This is one of the largest districts in Bogota. Usually, when you think of Bogota, you think of buildings and streets, but in reality, 75% of the area of, of the city, it's rural because the Paramo is part of this area. For this reason, Bogota is also a farmer city or country, or country people city. And to get to know this uh, countryside of the city, you have to visit the central supply centers and markets, such as Palo Quemado, La Concordia, La Perseverancia, and Corabastos are markets that you should visit. You will be amazed, I think, especially if you're coming from countries that have different seasons of the amount of fresh fruits and vegetables that you can get year-long in Bogota, in Colombia in general. And even some fruits that you have never heard or seen before that you can try right there on the spot. But not only fruit is eaten in these markets, Bogota has become a city with a great gastronomic variety. This gastronomic culture began to settle around the marketplaces and spread throughout the city. So in Bogota you will always eat some delicious food and different food because the people from Bogota are very creative people. That creativity is mixed with the diversity of cultures and ethnicities that converge all over the from all over the country or all over the world here in Bogota to mix and create something new. You can find different offerings of several kinds of foods in Bogota because being one of the capital cities of one of the most important countries in Latin America, you will always find that people converge here uh, and bring their ideas, bring their food, 
do different fusions and you can start to find new kinds of food that you have never seen in other places due to to this um, mix of cultures converging here, right? So you can also find traditional food, foods from different places on the world, but you have the mix of the traditional indigenous food in Colombia, then the Spaniards influence, then the, the Arab people who came to the north of Colombia, then you have the German people who also came into Colombia in, uh, in the second half of the 20th century, um, Peruvian, some influence from Peru as well, a big mix of, of different foods. So it's a great experience actually to go around Bogota and have the chance to try different foods in different places. Yeah, and talking about different people and coming to, to Bogota, this makes Bogota really diverse and in and not only in the gastronomy side, but also in the artistic and cultural expressions. One of the best places to experience this mix of cultural and artistic expressions is at the rumba or party. It's at the party or as we call it in Bogota or outside of Bogota, the rumba. The rumba in Bogota is one of the most important things because dancing makes you forget your problems and you just enjoy life and it in its simplest form. In Bogota you can find parties with salsa, you can find parties with merengue, reggaeton, reggae, rock, metal, jazz, hip hop, techno, traditional music from El Chocó or the plains or the coast or the Amazon, whatever you want. If you want a party, you can go to Bogota and I mean, it's like you can find any type of music and there will be a place to dance it. If party is what you're after, you can also maybe visit Tetron, which is one of the largest party places around the world. And it can house up to 5,000 people and has 15 different ambience within the same uh, place, discotheque building or however you want to call it. Yeah, thanks for that example. I, I We really recommend you go to that place and find the different types of, of party in one same uh, area or place. But if it's not in the discotheques where you want to experience this rumba or this party, but you want only to listen to music, you need to go then to the music festivals in Bogota. One of the biggest of these festivals is Rock al Parque or Rock at the Park, that it's a completely free rock festival where a lot of artists from all over the world and from Colombia perform. Besides this, there is also jazz al parque, hip hop al parque and salsa al parque. And in this you can go as a family to listen to music and enjoy with family and friends. But if you are not too interested in partying or music, well, maybe you are a little bit boring, but it's okay. You can go to the Ibero-American Theater Festival, a festival with a lot of history where you can enjoy a classic or contemporary theater and a different way to experience it. So you can see plays that are from all around Colombia, like for example, you can see a play from Choco. And as it is the Ibero-American Festival, you can see also different theater groups from well, either Spain or, or, or any other country in Latin America. In addition to this festival, there's also the book fair or La Feria del Libro. That is one of the most important in the continent where there are a lot of Spanish-speaking writers gathered there in the same place. And also sometimes they do invite other countries. And I remember one time when they invited the Japanese uh, country to the feria, there was a lot of anime involved, are, are also manga and haikus. And, and it was quite a, a good experience. 
Right, but everything we have said in this episode is just a summary of what you can do in Bogota and what Bogota is about. To get to know Bogota, you will have to live a lifetime there because there will always be something new to enjoy. That's why one of the phrases we say in Colombia is that the biggest danger is wanting to stay. Because whenever you visit the Colombia or its beautiful capital city and you go back home, you will always be wanting to go back to do the things you didn't have the time to do. You will always find something to do, something new, something fun, something that will create an amazing memory in your head. And that is how we want to finish this episode. Thank you very much once again for listening to another episode of Colombia in Indonesia. See you next week for the last episode of the year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gracias. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us in Facebook and Twitter at MCOL Indonesia. That is E-M-B-C-O-L-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. And on Instagram at MCO Indonesia. E-M-B-C-O-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A to stay in touch with us. Please share this episode and we wait to hear from you in a brand new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Muchas gracias. Terima kasi. Colombia in Indonesia is produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia, directed and hosted by the cultural attaché Nicolás Montoya, with co-hosting and writing by Juan José Torres. Music by Sebastián Valdivieso.